Welcome to episode 211 of the Apple and Apps and App Addict Weekly Podcast. This is your host, Trevor Sheridan of AppleandApps.com, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Brett Nolan of AppAddict.net. Join us this week as we hop onto the App Store Express and scour with surgical precision to find the best cooked apps to talk about now. How are you doing today, Brett? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a couple of weeks. We have like the holidays come in here but there and there was stuff that released but it was it's this tends to be a kind of a busy time of year so it's good to finally get back together and uh record an episode yeah there's that lull when it's just pretty much sale prices for thanksgiving black friday cyber monday and then once we get to december those like three weeks of december before the app store closes developers really amp up Right, everyone tries to get their stuff out so they can be on the best of. It's like like the Oscars when they release all those movies right at the tail end to try to get them in for consideration for your best of the year considerations. Yep, and since the year is coming down, we're into the last month, there's not the most Apple news going on, so that means we can go right into the apps. And probably the biggest release this week is DirecTV Now, which AT&T acquired DirecTV and now they offer a streaming package, which competes with Sling TV as well as PlayStation View. And DirecTV now is pretty competitive. Their base entry level costs $35 and you get 60 channels. But if you sign up while it's brand new, you can get their third tier package, which includes over 60 channels or no, over 100 channels. 100 channels. Yeah, yeah. for 35 bucks. It's normally 60 bucks. Right. And the thing is, once you do that, as long as you never cancel, you've locked in that price. So it, it supposedly it's eventually going to go back to the $60 price level. And when it does, you still would pay the 35 because you've locked in this price because you're an early adopter. And if you sign up for a three month free trial, you get the fourth generation Apple TV, which is a nice addition. You, right, yeah. yeah. So you're basically saving fifty bucks. So you spend the you prepay for your three months and then you get your thirty two gig uh fourth gen Apple TV for hundred and five dollars, I think it ends up being. And so you're saving fifty bucks. So if you're thinking about getting a thirty two gig Apple TV, you might as well do this deal and check out the programming. And if you sign up for a month, you can also get an Apple or an Amazon Fire T V stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. I just saw that was a choice. And so with DirecTV now, I mean, it's going to offer the usual stations. You have like ESPN, AMC, TNT, and then you have – it depends what market you're in. For me in L.A., I got my local station so you could watch the local channel or ABC affiliate. I know. You're lucky. Yeah, I looked up – it showed like, do I get local channels? I saw LA gets ABC, NBC, and Fox and Telemundo, which I get Telemundo and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CBS, you will never get on any of these because they do their own separate the uh, app, the all-access app. So unfortunately, it's going to be off of all of these. But that's really the one thing that kind of keeps me from going to any of these services is that lack of networks in my area. I mean, you're lucky where you are that it's usually available in these type of things or like once you start hitting near big cities, but I guess even near Boston, which I guess could be considered a big city, it doesn't, it's not there. Uh, but for some reason in like New York and LA, those areas, you guys get all the options and we just kind of get the limited sets. Yeah, which, I mean, 
that's kind of your mileage may vary thing. But for me, it's always cool. The one other thing that I'm always interested with these is live sports, just because that seems like the hardest thing to stream. Like you can find TV shows on all kinds of different services, the same with right. movies. But being able to tune in to any kind of live sports is the question mark. So ESPN is a nice inclusion. And then they have MLB Network, NBC Sports Network, Fox Sports Network, and NBA TV are all included, as well as NHL Network. But the NFL Network is not included. So if you want to watch the Red Zone channel on Sunday on NFL Network, that's not going to be available through DirecTV. But I believe it's on PlayStation View. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's, you're going to have to pick and choose what you need and then pick one of these services. I mean, this is a really nice competitor to PlayStation View because uh, not only are you getting more channels for that $35 because of that, you get the Go Big package for less money. But if you want to add on HBO, it's only a $5 upcharge on DirecTV now. We're on PlayStation View. That's a $15 charge. Or so, the standalone HBO Now service is 10 bucks. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, they have, they've done a nice job of kind of bundling things. I don't remember how many streams of live, uh, like actual oh, I looked that at up. the same time you get with PlayStation View. But with DirecTV Now, you can do it on two devices at the same time. And then you also have the option of um, uh, either watching live TV or you can go to like a whole pile of like on demand type programs that are already sitting on the surface. So you don't really have like a DVR where you're recording things for watching them later. You kind of either watch the light what's on live or the set of stuff that you have like that they already have available as a uh, a view-on-demand type of content. Yeah, so you have that traditional TV guide you can scroll through. It's in alphabetical order. And then if you go over on the Shows tab, you can see you can tune in and catch up on Designated Survivor or watch This Is Us. And then they have returning shows like Empire and Modern Family. And so you can just check in and watch the full season, current seasons of these different shows and you can watch them on your own time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's set up so that um, they have you either look through that, the what is like a standard guide where you can go forward and backward in time and see what's on or what's coming up. And or you can go to more of like the Netflix style of I like sci fi shows. Give me an idea of what I should be watching or based on something you've watched you might enjoy this, that kind of this almost like a catered system where they kind of set up what they think you might want to watch and then give you suggestions. And so that's good if you don't really know what you want to watch. You can kind of just swipe up and then you get all of these like categories. You either can go by network, by genre, by these little certain categories that they've come up with to try to give you an idea of what to watch. And it's kind of nice to just have that option there for what would be like just your normal television outside of Netflix or, or other services where you know exactly pretty much what you're kind of going for, where this kind of would replace your everyday TV watching. And it might help you find shows that you're not watching that maybe you do want to watch. Yeah. And so it's a pretty deluxe service, and you can get a seven-day free trial just by, you know, going to the website. It's re weird that you can't sign up within the app itself. 
Yeah, I thought that was strange, too. I, I kept on trying and trying. And then even on the Apple TV, if you haven't signed up yet, it shows you like this direct TV now free channel that just keeps repeating. And they say, go to settings and account and sign up to and switch over to the paid today. And you go in there and all you can see is what your current access is. It doesn't actually let you switch your access to a paid service. Which is definitely weird, but... Especially because I thought that 15% or the drop from 30% to 15% that we just talked about would connect directly with DirecTV now. But I guess AT&T didn't want Apple having any percent. Yeah. Now, one other thing I should mention is like you have – do you have DirecTV? Is that what you use right now? So you right now can use your DirecTV account to authenticate into some of these like the CNN app and some of these other standalone apps. If you subscribe to DirecTV now – you cannot use that account as like a authenticator in order to get into these other little standalone apps. You're basically paying for access to these channels solely through that DirecTV Now app. You're not going to be able to go ahead and like go watch it on the CNN app or go on the HBO Go app if you subscribe to HBO on HBO uh, within DirecTV now. So it's just something to con- to think about that it's not going to you're not going to get around that multiple stream access option by going into separate apps. You'll still only be limited to viewing the content within that DirecTV now app. Yeah, they keep DirecTV now as a separate service. It's not like I was thinking you might be able to connect your DVR. You know, and watch stuff oh, that yeah, you actually nice. recorded, yeah. but they want this to be to people who don't have Directv. Right, it's kind of yeah. like where they have HBO Go and HBO Now, and yeah. you're subscribing directly. It's it's so confusing. Like <laughs> at some point, I, I gotta imagine these services are gonna start to merge again because it just becomes confusing for the consumer. Like which one do I have and which one do I access? Especially once you start getting elderly people signing up, and I don't know, it's just gonna be a big mess i think going forward once all of these various companies start doing this and apple did announce or they finally released the update for the single sign on so if you do have you don't sign up for this new service and you have direct tv or comcast or time order cable or whatever you can have that one sign in and then when you download any new television provider app or television broadcaster app you're automatically signed in Right. Yeah, I think right now it's just a limited subset of things. It's got it hasn't rolled out completely yet. Uh, Today was I think the official to add it. rollout kind of thing. Like right. The yeah, I think live. you're going to see updates. Yeah. That, where apps will start supporting it. Yeah, the Apple TV and iOS updates are out, and now the apps have to be updated. Yep. And so that's Directv now. And it's not the only video streaming service that actually made news. The big name Netflix finally updated their app to include offline streaming. Right, yeah. So this is finally you can take your content if you wanted to store it on your device and view it from like when you have no internet access. Say you're going on a train or you're going on a plane and you just want to, and you're not going to pay for the Wi Fi on the plane. You want to have access to these shows. You're already paying for this Netflix service, but you can't stream them, but you still want to binge watch and fill up your plane, your flight with all of this content. Well, now finally they've added this ability and right now it's limited to a certain subset of their programming and you can go to like a, a little category right for 
offline viewing. And so you can see all of the stuff that's available for offline viewing. It's a decent amount of stuff. They have some of the more popular shows like their Netflix originals, like Stranger Things or Black Mirror, or there's also movies on there you can do. So there's a, a wide selection of stuff that it's all under this available for download section. And then you can just it's pretty quick to just download to your device and then you would just view it like you would normally view Netflix content, but now you can take it with you and not have to worry about having an internet connection to do it. So it's a, it's a nice feature to have. Other apps have had this, like the Showtime app had it, where you could download some of their stuff for offline watching. So it's about time. This was a long time coming. I'm sure it's legal reasons that have kept it for so long and hopefully eventually the entire catalog will be available for download at least all their original shows like not all of them are there right right i mean i I see a lot of the original programming is there but uh it seems like the most popular shows i'm trying to remember if uh like daredevil i can't remember if that was there but i'm sure eventually this stuff will show up if it's not there I, i think they just have a a starting slate of titles and eventually it's going to expand yeah makes sense and it's a free update and it's not an extra charge in your actual tier like if you want 4k content that is an extra tier but having offline viewing isn't right offline viewing is a free they have the other in-app purchases if you want to have multiple streams because right now you can only stream it i think to a single uh device like a mobile device. So I think you can add additional mobile devices, like in current mobile devices for an in-app purchase. So they have stuff for those, but this is a free update. Good to know. And so that's pretty much the app news. And that lets us talk about some games. And the first one is Amateur Surgeon 4. And hopefully you've played one of the existing titles, preferably Amateur Surgeon 3. And if you have, then you have a basis for what to expect. The main idea is that you get to perform surgery with the likes of pizza slicers, a lighter, a chainsaw, and just various kind of amateurish ideas. But it all comes down to touch. So you can drag your finger to create incisions or tap on specific spots to staple cuts. And you're going to build upon that with new techniques as you perform surgeries on pretty crazy scenarios. <laughs> and with the fourth installment... It's a lot like Amateur Surgeon 3. The mechanics, the design style, the aesthetics, it's really similar, but they introduce a few new features. The main kind of thing is it's much more 2016 free-to-play centric combined with this new partner setup that have special abilities that's tied from the people you kind of encounter as you go. So there's that overarching storyline as well. Right, yeah, these are some of the they're not your normal surgeries you'll be performing. You'll be going inside these people, pulling out like jewels and other random objects that happen to be inside them. Sometimes you'll seal up portions of them and go back into other portions of them. You replace whole organs by sawing out the other ones. And it's just this whole ridiculousness of the, the game that just makes it so much fun because these, this is like the most unorthodox surgeries you'll perform but at the same time, you're still focused and want to pull these off to try to get them done in time. There's a clock counting down as you're going, and you have you don't know exactly how much work you have to do on a on a patient before you're going to be done. So you're just trying to do it as quickly as you can. And like you said, you have those 
these little helpers that you can unlock and you do it through a free-to-play system but eventually they become part of your team and you can call upon them and utilizing their certain set of skills you can help them uh they can help you out and try and ease some of the the normal stuff you'd have to do during the surgery in order to make it faster and save you some time that you can then hopefully finish quicker and earn more points and earn stars to unlock additional uh surgeries that you can then go try to perform yeah the main kind of idea is earning stars and doing it as quick as you can so you don't want to make mistakes and lose points harm your patient they could always die from cardiac arrest if their heart rate gets to zero so you don't want them to flatline but you have adrenaline you can help along the way but that might delay you so you always kind of balance time versus helping the patient and the game's going to include over 100 different patients to work on and although i said it's free to play it doesn't have any energy meter or anything like that so you can keep going from surgery to surgery but you want to make sure you have stars and complete missions to be able to unlock these new missions as you go yeah the for me the the free play aspects really didn't come into play all that much the only time you happen to notice them is there'll be certain surgeries in order to even attempt them you have to have a partner and if you don't have any partners that aren't that are ready to go then either you're going to have to use the more premium currency in order to recharge someone that you already do have on your team or you have to wait hours for these guys to come back or on go to the to the little regenerator store and then hopefully unlock some new ones and there's a total of 30 of them so once you start getting a pool of these you can go pretty far without having to wait for them to recharge or anything you just choose a different one you may not always have the best person for the job but if you have hit a surgery where you're required to have one of these surgical partners you can at least still attempt it and hopefully just with your normal skills you'll be able to pull it off and not have to redo it but in order to get the three stars, odds are you're going to need to have that perfect surgical partner, or there's two other modes you can do within each surgery to earn additional fourth and fifth stars, and they're even tougher. So you really have to, kind of, if you're going to go for those, you need to have the right person on your team. But otherwise, you can go back and redo surgeries you already did, and you're never really hampered from playing the game because, like you said, there's no energy meter, nothing that's going to slow you down completely. You always can do something. And just like you said, the just the theme and the concepts of the crazy surgeries offer incentive enough to keep going and just fully enjoy the game. So all that stuff kind of feels relatively optional. You just want to go from surgery to surgery, and you have these new crazy things to work on where you're pulling out you know, porcupine spikes from a guy or you're working <laughs> on their heart and their lungs and you have these different touch-based techniques. It's great that the full game is built around touch and then they build upon it with these new kind of... Like each one that is your partner, it's not going to have like this new kind of finger gesture technique, but it's neat to see the animation within the crazy surgery that you're performing. Oh, right. If you take the time to actually, if you don't do the skip and you actually read what each patient is telling you and your reactions to them, some of this stuff is hilarious to actually read through it. You can skip it if you don't want to, or if you're doing the same surgery for like the fourth time in a row, you probably don't want to bother to read all of this. 
but I would definitely recommend actually re reading the content because they did a really nice job of coming up with crazy storylines for each one of these characters before you go into surgery for them. And then sometimes they're before surgery and they're after surgery. How they look is is awesome. How, just what they do. Like this one guy was like totally crushed by a mine. And then you do all this stuff to jack his back back up and make him tall again. And then you see him afterwards and you're like, oh, wow, I really did help this guy. He looked horrible before. Yep. And so that's Amateur Surgeon 4. It's free. It's universal. And it's a nice just addition to the series. Whether it's your first one jumping in, this is a perfect launching point or it's a continuation for you. Yep. And then next up is Leigh Parker, sous chef extraordinaire. And it's a it's that classic retro stylized platformer game where you simply have the left and right touch or movement buttons on the left side and then a single jump button on the right side. And you're going to be going through these crazy sequences where you're going to collect macaroons and various kind of dessert items as you need to find the secret recipe that only the princess has. And... You have to raid essentially the king's chambers who's trying to keep that recipe from you. And so you have that whole storyline, but regardless, it's just that like if you've played any platformer game from the past, you'll instantly be familiar with Lay Parker as you're gonna jump on enemies and have the, you know, different forking pathways where we'll have hidden collectibles that you'll wanna go through, and then the worlds are gonna change to give you new backgrounds and new challenges. And it's just, I mean, they really did a good job of nailing the past, but it still feels relatively fresh with the, you know, stylized pixel art that they used. Yeah, the one thing I really liked about this game is their level design, because when you play each one of these levels, and I think there's like 32 of them, you have, they're not, they're not easy. They're difficult to even pass through once, but you are given the option. It's all up to you of how you want to play it because there are goals for speed running through it. There are goals for collecting those little macaron. They're those, I don't They're those little meringue cookies that you see. They're, they're like solid color, pastel colors. If you see them, you'll recognize them immediately. They almost look like solid colored hamburgers. And you either can go for collecting those or you can go to try to find these hidden restaurant items that are in each level. So it's up to you how you want to play. You can explore the whole level and collect and do the collectible stuff first. And then you'll get a layout of how this level is, is like all laid out and how you can possibly shave some time off and wh where the little shortcuts are because th there are all different ways to go through these levels you're not going to be led down one path you can find these little shortcuts you can find these other ramps and things there's one level early on where you if you go high you can make it across much faster than if you try to go the low route and so as you learn these various tricks for the levels then you could take it on and try to go for the speed run and see if you can beat the time you need to for the speed run and so it's it's nice that they give you all these options and they've designed the levels in such a way that you have these choices but you could do any one at any time depending on what you wanted to do yeah it's great that you have that choice to go for the collectible option or the speed run option and you can try for both but maybe you're the kind of person who doesn't really like that speed run then you can just go with that collectible idea and trying to explore the entire level regardless of time or 
say you just care about that time challenge and trying to shave off seconds, you can do that. And like I said, you can do both. So you have that choice. And then the level design really just kind of emphasizes difficulty, no matter what you're like, even the first level, you can take some damage. You know, it's not like, oh, this is like some easy holding your hand through the first level. It (laughs) ramps up and just throws you into a classic challenging platformer game that kind of expects you to be familiar with platformers and enjoy that core challenge that they present. Right, yeah. And the controls work really well, I thought, on the touchscreen devices. So like on my iPhone and on my iPad. When I tried to play it, it also supports the Apple TV. When I tried to play it with either the uh, iPhone app the remote app or using the Siri remote, it was like way too sensitive and I could not get it to work. It does support MFI controllers, which if you're going to play this on the Apple TV, I highly recommend using a, a physical controller rather than trying to do it with the touch based controls. But if you're on a, you're just your normal device, it's, it's, works so well just with those touch-based controls and everything syncs up between your devices and the apple tv so you can start on one thing and pick up exactly where the levels you've already passed and unlocked right on another device whether that be the apple tv or an ipad or iphone you can swap around as much as you want and you'll always be in sync with everything and that's always good to note yeah, And so if you're any kind of fan of platformers, Leigh Parker, sous chef extraordinaire is definitely one to check out. And really, I think I saw it at this GDC. So we're already to December. That was March. So it's been a long time coming, but it's nice to be here with that classic fast paced platformer action. So Leigh Parker's sous chef extraordinaire is $2.99 and it's universal. Yep. And then one last one I just wanted to mention is... It's another digital board game, and we're going to have even more of these this month, because Asmodee Digital, this is their first of three that are coming over the next few weeks that they're putting out. This is Cult Express, and this is a a programmed movement game where everyone kind of, what happens is it's your... Everyone's a bandit, and you're trying to rob this train. And everyone, it's played over five rounds, and you have this deck of cards where you have these actions that you're playing. And the actions are basically allowing you to move about the train, whether you're going from car to car or you're climbing up to the top level of the car, which can traverse much faster, or you are punching another player to get them to drop some loot that they might have, or you're play something to actually grab some loot or you're using your gun to try to shoot another player and so what happens is uh each round it's played over five rounds you're you're given like this set of rules of how the cards are going to be played this round so you might be playing them face up you might be playing one face up and then the next one you're playing face down and what it does is each player in turn goes and plays one or two cards, depending on what it tells you to do, face up or face down, and they go in a stack. And then once everyone has played all their cards, if you don't have a card you want to play, you can choose to not play a card and get three card new cards into your hand to choose from on a future turn. And so once all the cards have been played for that round, then the deck is flipped over, and then they perform those actions in the order that they're played. So you can try to plan out your moves. Like you might know there's a big old diamond in the next car over. So you want to move over one car and then try to loot it. But 
if all of a sudden someone punches you and sends you out to and makes you drop something or they shoot you or they something happens to cause you to not go in the direction you planned on going, then things really start to go awry really quickly. So you can lay out your plan of exactly how you want to move, but it's not necessarily going to happen. You may end up punching empty air. If Say you think someone's going to be in the car with you and you're going to punch them and steal their loot. Well, you may punch and they've already moved to another location because you didn't know that they played a climb to the top of the train card because that one was face down. So you can do some planning, but you also have to, there's an element of luck in there that you're going to line things up and do perform the exact actions you want. And so it ends up being really funny what ends up happening because nothing goes to plan and Basically, at the end of these five rounds, then whoever has the most money is the winner of the game. But there's also a bonus for who's ever fired the most number of these bullets throughout the course of the game. So you're the gunslinger and you fired the bullets. What happens, the bullets have a special uh, action with them because what they do is when you fire a bullet at someone, they get this bullet card that used to be in your hand. Well, now that goes into their deck and when they're drawing the, their their six cards for the next uh, round, they could end up having these bullet cards come out as possible cards that they can use. Well, they can't use your bullet cards. So now they have less options of actions to take because these are kind of filling out their hand and taking up space where they could have had previously had another action that they could have chosen from. So it's beneficial for you to shoot other players in order to muck up their hands so they have less options or have to go and do that draw three card option. So it they, for this app, they did a really nice job of really kind of translating the board game, which actually has a physical train that you build out of cardboard that is sitting on the table and you're going up and moving characters up and down and moving them across the train and everything. Yeah, so I just started dabbling in this game and just the idea that you have to plan your moves, you know, for your set cards and then actually see them play out. It's a whole different way to kind of play a strategy game because you have two distinct portions that you kind of have to link together without knowing either well at least without knowing what the second portion holds you have to plan what the first portion without knowing what the second portion holds right and you do know some information because you're seeing the cards that are getting played face up it's yeah. when the when you go through a tunnel and now people are playing them face down and you can't see them that's when the things really start to go awry because you have no idea what these people are playing. Like, they could be doing anything, but you kind of have to st almost stay focused and try and go for the loot in order to get money so that you can be the winner at the end. But at the same time, you also have to try to protect yourself so that and play it cautiously. So do you just go full bore and try and go for the for the loot as everyone else probably is or do you kind of play it cautiously and hope that other people are fighting over stuff and you can kind of get something that people aren't even like not even on the radar so it's it's an interesting dilemma and you you start to learn tricks as you as you play it more and more but when you first go you seem like what is going on like this is absolute chaos and to a degree it is and then there's a story mode where each of the six characters has their own kind of objective. Like if you just pick the first character, Doc, he needs to get to the last two cars on the train within one turn. And so if you don't do that, 
you lose. So you have <laughs> you have that you know classic board game style that you can play locally or online, and then you also have a single player focused experience with different scenarios based on which character you do pick. Right, and that's where I think this game, the the app version, really excels. Like I love when they kind of recreate the the board game experience and the best board game apps are those that then take it a step further and give you something new some other way to play that isn't available in an analog system and this digital like story mode is awesome because it completely changes the way you strategize and how you are going to even go about doing things it's more of like a puzzle game than than the the classic game is it ends up being more this puzzle and you have to figure out exactly how you're going to accomplish whatever your goal happens to be and because each of those bandits have their own like special ability you kind of have to take that into consideration because they've designed these puzzles around that character for a reason and if you can somehow use their ability and figure out where that has to be used in order to solve this puzzle, then you're going to be able to solve it. And it will take multiple attempts, but eventually you kind of start to think differently and you can end up solving these these really unique ways of playing the game rather than just that classic gameplay. Yep. And that's Cold Express. It's $6.99 and it's universal. And I think that's everything for episode 211. Yeah, that's all I've got. To everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you later.